Broadcasting Network. Support the network if you can, folks. Keep us on the air. I don't get nothing. The hosts don't get nothing. Well, most of the hosts, as far as I know. Um, but I've never made a dime doing this going on nine years. It's just, you know, you want to keep listening to the, to the network and all the different people and the eclectic bunch that we are. Uh, throw them some money here and there just to keep the bills paid. Um, and as I, as I was talking earlier about this war on basically your Bible Belt, this on LifeSite News, Missouri Attorney General implements first official restrictions on gender transitions for adults. Under the new guidelines, medical gender transitions are only available to patients who for three consecutive years have exhibited a mentally medi- should be mentally medically documented long-lasting persistent and intense pattern of gender dysphoria so the attorney general of Missouri issued new guidance on medical interventions for gender confused individuals including the country's first restrictions on so-called gender transitions for adults in an emergency rule issued on Friday Republican attorney general Andrew Bailey that was Eric Schmidt's successor, Schmidt's in the Senate now, announced restrictions to be placed on hormonal and surgical intervention for both children and adults experiencing gender confusion. The rule highlights such procedures as violations of the state's Merchandising Practices Act. So watch for some crap to go down in Missouri, uh, just as you saw go down in um Tennessee and Louisville watch for something in the next number of days. Unfortunately, I don't want to predict anything, but when you see stuff like this, this is when the dark state, I'm going to start calling it the dark state instead of the deep state, the dark state, the evil state that we're under. And here, you know, um, they, a lot of people talk about anarcho tyranny and I have that somewhere in my, maybe is that in my bookmarks? Let me look at, um, but, um, but basically, um, anarcho tyranny, faithful Catholics censored and surveilled as trans radicals run amok. And so basically if you're friendly, if you're ideologically friendly with the ruling class, which is satanic Marxist, you get the anarchy. Anybody opposed traditional values, um, patriotic, constitutional, um, so forth, you get the tyranny. So you got anarchy and tyranny going on at the same time. Um, 
you know, just this is what we're under. This is the two-tiered system, but it's what it really is, is anarcho-tyranny. So the large portion of the of the Marxist nuts and everybody filling in for their agenda gets the anarchy. They get to run amok. And and then the people that are being used as useful idiots, like the the dumb little black teenagers in Chicago, smashing people's vehicles and beating people up and just running them up, they're being used. They're not smart enough to know they're being used, but they're being used to bring forth the red terror, which is eventually going to hit us. Now, you can call it something else than the red terror, but that's what it's going to be. All right, they're going to come and they're going to basically try to liquidate and gulag everybody that they don't like ideologically. Now, we've seen this week. um, Now, this is a news week, and I chose to grab this um, article for a reason. Bud Light controversy. MAGA pounces on Anheuser-Busch CEO CIA ties, okay? So they say this, some conservatives and MAGA commentators pounced on CEO Brendan Whitworth's connections to the CIA amid the continuing backlash against his company's recent Bud Light promotion featuring influencer Dylan Mulvaney, okay? And we all know about the Dylan Mulvaney and the tranny one year anniversary beer can that blah, 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 blah. Um, so there, the guy he does basically, he's a former Marine officer. Okay. So Benny Johnson, hey, guys, I think I found the problem. The CEO of Budweiser's CIA operative. No, really, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, he worked with the CIA as an operations officer and served as a first lieutenant in the USMC for three years before joining the agency. So he gets sheep-dipped right out of the Marine Corps into CIA. Okay. Now, Whitworth... If you get into this guy, he comes from a background. Um, he went to Harvard Business School, okay? Um, so my thing is he was he was an officer in the Marine Corps. So there's a big divide between those of us that were the little peon enlisted guys and then the officer class. The officer um, class is different, okay? They always, everything in the Marine Corps is separated. The officers, they get their own chow hall. They get their own barracks, everything. They're totally separated from the enlisted guys, okay? um, They're like royalty versus um, us turds down there in the PFCs, the Lance Corporals and the Corporals and that sort of thing. So another tweet, Bud Light's woke marketing makes a lot more sense when you realize their CEO was in the Marine Corps. He'll never apologize for what AB did because he's a foot soldier for the Navy's leftist bell to bottom wearing agenda. Well, the Marine Corps, look, the officers, like I said, they serve a different agenda than the guys down at the, you know, at the troop level. Okay, so 
His grandfather worked at the FBI serving under President Hoover before running the training in Quantico, Virginia. Okay? So he comes from uh, a, a line of people in, the, in that community. Okay? So how's that figure in? Look, everything ev- – we all know everything in corporate America. Uh, I was trying to see how many shares – you know, BlackRock holds in AB and that sort of thing. And it looks like there's a lot more companies, I mean, and investment, blah, 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 that have a lot more at stake in um, Anheuser-Busch than BlackRock. But that could have been a wrong chart that I was looking at. But, you know, BlackRock, I mean, uh, Anheuser-Busch, had a, it was a hostile takeover back some years back by the Belgian gang InBev, okay? So it's truly owned by um, – the, and then there was another merger with Miller Beer and all this stuff. And you, you read this story, it just gives you a headache of all the stuff that Anheuser-Busch and all the, all the, all the mergers and everything. It's just crazy. Um, so another – let's see. Here's what's interesting. You're seeing – these assassinations, okay? So former mem- member of parliament and his brother shot dead on live TV in India. So some Hindu kind of nationalist kind of crazies. They shot these two Muslim um, guys, okay? They were, you know, uh, one of them was a politician. Then you're seeing um, explosive thrown at Japanese prime minister during campaign events, suspect in custody. So we're seeing less attacks on political figures um, accelerate what seems kind of rapidly. We saw what happened to Shinzo Abe. Um, so is this setting the stage for something to come? Okay. Think about the and – and look, as soon as Biden came into office, I was talking about some sort of a sympathy op. If they decide to off one of these dummies or stand-ins or clones or whatever the hell you want to talk. You know, there's so many theories that float around with all this. It's hard to really – but just think if, the, if they do an op where Biden, you know, meets his demise somehow in some sort of a, a way that they caricature as assassination. Oh, boy. You can, you can just see the media and – a MAGA, you know, pinpoint some MAGA person to do it or, you know, I mean, just sheesh. You just don't know. Rain, new Israeli spyware targeting journalists all over the world. Real journalism is under attack all over the world. Corporate hacks pushing fake news, censure, economic boycott, deplatforming. There are numerous ways to disrupt the work of the truth tellers of this world. One of them, of course, is spying on journalists, trying to get some leverage over them or otherwise finding some com- compromise to destroy them, to compromise them. A, a report by a Canadian watchdog has now surfaced that reveals that a new generation of Israeli-made spyware resem- the, resembling the notorious Pegasus program was used to target journalists in several countries. The spyware and related exploit or hacking software was created by 
Quadream Limited, owned by a former Israeli military official. Imagine that. The Guardian reports, security experts have warned about the emergence of previously unknown spyware with hacking capabilities comparable to NSO Group's Pegasus that has already been used by clients to target journalists, political opposition figures, and employee of an NGO. Researchers at the Citizen Lab at the University of Toronto's Monk School said the spyware, which is made by an Israeli company called Quadream, infected some victims' phones by sending an iCloud calendar invitation to mobile users from operators of the spyware who are likely to be government clients. Victims were not notified of the calendar invitations because they were sent for events logged in the past, making them invisible to the targets of the hacking. Interesting. Such attacks are known as zero-click. Because users of the mobile phone do not have to click on any malicious link or take any action in order to be infected. While cyber weapons giant NSO Group has faced growing scrutiny, the threat posed by similar and highly sophisticated hacking tools continues to proliferate. The new hacking tool is marketed under the name RAIN, R-E-I-G-N, and the hacking attacks that have been discovered up until now occurred between 2019 and 2021. A phone infected with rain can record conversations that happen in the proximity of the phone by controlling the phone's recorder, read messages on encrypted apps, listen to phone conversations, and track a user's location, according to Citizen Lab. Researchers found rain can also be used to generate two-factor authentication codes on an iPhone to infiltrate a user's iCloud account, allowing the spyware operator to exfiltrate data directly from the user's iCloud. Oh, boy, isn't that nice? Oh, good old Israelis. You know. California power companies propose fixed bill rate based on income, not usage. Isn't that nice, California? So if you're poor, hey, you can use all the electric you want. And if you're rich, you're going to pay out the wazoo. I think that's already going on. Because I think I'm paying exorbitant fees now um, just due to the fact of my race and gender in the area in which I live. That's just my um, theory, and I'm standing on it. Um, UN wants to decriminalize sex between minors and adults. The UN discreetly issued a report in March encouraging members of the UN to decriminalize sex between minors and adults. You know, the the EU, all of them have been working towards this for a long time. The report is titled The, the, the Eighth March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty. On page 22 of the report, the UN states, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex gender of participants or age of consent to marriage. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. Isn't that nice? Mm, good old United Nations. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip one ready. This is now I don't like Marco Rubio foam foam party Rubio much, but um, he went to El Salvador recently 
and he made these comments. Go ahead and play clip one. I just got back from a two-day visit, official visit to El Salvador. El Salvador was one of the most dangerous countries in the world up until very recently. It was a place that went, one of the leading murder capitals of the world. It was a place where everybody uh, lived in terror of MS-13 and the other street gangs. Everybody was paying extortion money to these gangs, where these gangs were not just killing people. They were dismembering bodies, um, where people were illegally leaving the country in droves. I met someone. Uh, who talked to me about how they had to leave El Salvador because they wouldn't pay the extortion money, so they killed one of their sons and they left before they killed the other son. It was a place that was in a lot of trouble. They elect a new president, Naib Bukele, and he takes office and he gets the legislative branch to give him special powers for a special period, for a limited time, and he uses it to go out and round up all the gang members and put 30 or 40,000 of them in jail. And guess what? All of a sudden, the crime rate has plummeted. All of a sudden, the murder rate has plummeted. All of a sudden, for the first time in decades, people can go out at night. All of a sudden, for the first time in decades, people don't have to pay extortion money to a gang anymore. So how has the Biden administration reacted to this? By bad-mouthing the guy, by sanctioning people in the government, by going after them because they're being too tough and too harsh and, uh, and so forth. And on top of everything else, sort of, this is a guy who's tried to be friendly and an ally to the United States. And we have a problem in our foreign policy. We treat our enemies better than we treat our friends. So we have an administration that bends over backwards to try to accommodate Maduro. An administration that's afraid to do anything tough on Ortega and Nicaragua, on, on, the cat, on the regime in Cuba. But on the other hand, decides I'm going to crack down on El Salvador and sanction them and badmouth them and, 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 and try to make them a global pariah. I'm going to crack down on other countries like the Dominican Republic, for example, that's facing some of the same challenges. These are countries that want to be allies and friendly to the United States. And we have an administration that decides we are going to treat our allies worse than we do our adversaries. It makes absolutely no sense. All right, stop it there. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Think about it. Think about... And I made this... I made this... I mean, I I knew from... I don't know how long ago where you, you just come upon research and you realize that these gangs, they work for the alphabets. They work for the worldwide basically criminal enterprise, the dark state. They want people in these countries under the, the yoke of, you know, the red terror can have many different faces. It can have many different facades. MS-13 and all that stuff, that's one facade in one country. But it's it's still the terror, right? And you've got a gangster state. And then, guess what? Who do you who do you think skimming off the off the, off of the profits? It's the worldwide mafia. Why do you think that the Biden regime, or the people secretly controlling what they call the Biden regime, why do you think that they want all these gangs existing in these countries? They can. It's many different reasons. They can they can scare the piss out of everybody. Then guess what? They leave. They go up into the U.S., and then you've got your invader class. You've got your voter class. You've got your class that's going to overthrow the United States. Number two, don't you see the parallels between our cities 
and 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 what Rubio was just talking about with the with all this. Look at our cities: lawlessness, people scared, people. All these poor old people had to be escorted to their vehicles last night in Chicago. You had thousands of these kids running around, just anarchy. And so these are the parallels. They're 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 emptying our prisons right now. You, we saw the stuff a couple of weeks ago. I reported on about L.A. All oh, their little commission, their little L.A. board of supervisors. They want to just jet, you know, jump sixty percent of the people right out of jail, burglars, robbers, whatever, to pre-COVID to to COVID levels. That's when they cleared all these jails out. And what's that do? That's your shock troops on the streets that you can manipulate, control the mob. You see? I mean, it makes perfect sense why they would sanction El Salvador after they, you know, this is the guy, this is the guy that has Max Kaiser um, advising him on the whole Bitcoin thing with their currency, too. You You think the bankers like to see that as well? I mean, this guy is, you know, he could be one of these um, politicians that you see something bad happen to very quickly here due to the fact that he, he, he has has gone against the global dark state of, of, of what their agenda is. He's trying to, you know, prepare a prosperous country for his people. And guess what? That's that's not on the agenda. On the agenda is depopulation, misery. Slavery, wickedness. Um, let me see here. <laughs> Where's this article? I gotta find it. Um, so, so, um, it. I mean, this is we're we're so crazy right now. Um, I gotta find this one. Oh, here it is. <laughs> This is on the Daily Mail. This is this is where we are. They are sensitive and intelligent creatures. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, says it's human beings' disgusting behavior that has led to rat population explosion in New York City and says a cull is unfair, a cull of the rats. Speaking to Daily Mail Sunday, Ashley Byrne offered insight on the activism group's reaction to Mayor Adams' recent move to hire a $155,000 a year rat czar. So so Mayor Adams in New York hired a rat czar. I'm sure you've seen this. Um, Instead of killing the animals, Byrne says the city should first look toward what is drawing the rats, the trash wrought by millions of New Yorkers on a daily basis. Um. So they're laid the they're laying the blame on citizens. And yeah, look, citizens are dirtbags in these big cities. They they litter, you know, they they don't get rid of trash like they're supposed to. But have you seen like how they get rid of trash in some of these projects and high rises in New York with these huge trash bins that they like it's kind of like a clothes chute in your house to where they just dump the trash and it goes down these long stories high and then down into the bowels of the of the high rise and these I guess dumpsters and that sort of thing and you don't think rats are going to get all up in there um but yeah PETA says you know um you know it's instead of killing the animals 
Um, so, so she wants to. Uh, she suggested birth control as whether as well as increased city cleanup efforts as more reasonable alternatives. Well, you know, look. Unfortunately, you have to. You're going to have to kill a bunch of these rats. I'm sorry, PETA, but, you know, I, it's just funny. Um, uh, we got another caller breaking it. James in Vancouver, what's on your mind, James? Yeah, good evening. Uh, yeah, I just heard that report, and I looked up uh, Marco Rubio and his uh, idea of <clears throat> why the United States is failing in its foreign policy, and uh, I, I wouldn't trust... Uh, Marco Rubio to know what's going on in uh, El Salvador. No, but I was using, well, I, I've yeah. already reported on El Salvador. I'm not using Marco Rubio as my source. No, uh, no, no. Kept... I, I, I wasn't getting at that. I wasn't getting at that. Uh, what I was getting at it was, was Rubio's disinformation. I, I well, wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in that one minute thing of what I played, he wasn't saying disinformation. Because yeah. he was saying that basically uh, all of our gangster state is is trying to treat Bukele down there as like he's a human rights violator. Oh, my God, he's such a bad yeah. guy. And he, all he's trying to yeah. do is clean up his country from the gangs. And so it, right. in that little short window, Rubio was not spouting disinformation. He was just basically stating the obvious, of which we already knew. Uh, but no, yeah. I don't like Marco Rubio. He's gang of eight. He's got his own set of problems. But um, as far as what he was playing right there, um, you know, he was basically saying, look, why is our government sanctioning this guy? Everybody in the world, you want to sanction the guy that's actually doing a decent turnaround of a country. You want to villainize him. Um, there's some serious uh, optics issues here with that. Wouldn't it be true to say that the 30,000 MS-13 guys actually came to the United States to destabilize the United States because what they want to do is get everybody so frazzled in the United States that they're ready to accept a war? Well, no, I don't. I think there's enough MS-13 guys already here. He's rounding the yeah. ones up in his own country. And so, hell, you don't know how many of them already have, have, have made their way up into the United States. That's a whole other set of problems right. that now we're sitting on. But you're talking just now about Walmarts being closed down and the, 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 the cow factories blowing up. Uh, it seems to me they're putting pressure on the American people. So the American people will be um, desperate enough to go along with stuff like this. Well, you know what I mean? look, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, now listeners to this broadcast, you know, I mean, not, I mean, this network, I mean, back when Dave Hodges was on the network years ago, he was talking about during the Obama administration that there were Russians going around door to door selling magazines, speaking almost perfect English. They were doing all these joint operations at the time, American and Russian military together. During the Obama administration, you had Obama and Medvedev caught on the hot mic talking about it. once he gets reelected, he'll have much more um, flexibility. You had the Uranium One thing go on during the Obama administration with Hillary and all that stuff. And so a lot of people, I mean, you you – you have to keep your eyes open to the fact that some of these 
explosions, this, this, or this, could be acts of asymmetric warfare by um, people uh, acting out due to the fact of what we're doing in other parts of the world. Now, it also could be our own Bolshevik um, actors in our own dark state um, going after the food supply, setting us up for a future Holodomor. And so it's hard to discern, or it could be a hybrid of both. But yeah, we got we got so many problems going on here. It's crazy. Well, we got some of that coming up here on the west coast in Vancouver. We got uh, society is um, is getting a little crazy in this April. I can tell you, like what you mentioned before. So um, I'll let you go. Thanks for taking my call. All right, man. Take care. Uh, and I and I know we're coming up on break, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I wonder whether all of these explosions and all of this stuff, uh, is it strictly our communist, um, dominated dark state doing it? Or do we have some asymmetric warfare going on? It, It makes you wonder. All right, we'll see you on the other side. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization Susanna's secret offers 100 percent pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our thief and robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, We offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S-Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S-Secret.com. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3.
What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. EaseOff LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Remember to support the network if you can. Now, this is up on, and I've been meaning to get to this. This is up on Israel 365 News. Meeting Jonathan Pollard in Jerusalem. So this is guy. This is written by a name guy named Jonathan Feldstein. All right. Last month, I hosted a dinner as part of my Run for Zion program at Piccolino. A delicious and delightful central Jerusalem restaurant with great charm, amazing food, and an incredible story. All of a sudden, as one of my guests was speaking, I spotted someone I had known about and was connected to since my 20s. As my guest was wrapping up his comments, I bolted toward the door to meet Jonathan Pollard. I had never met him before, but we had been connected long ago, indirectly at least. Jonathan Pollard is a former U.S. Navy intelligence analyst and Israeli spy. In '84, Pollard provided Israel to Israel numerous closely guarded secrets, including the NSA's manual on how the U.S. gathers intelligence and disclosed the names of thousands of people who had cooperated with U.S. intelligence agencies. He was arrested in 1985 and agreed to plea bargain, but was sentenced to life in prison despite the arrangement with the government. Though a friend who was very close to his case, I knew things that were more private than most others. I prayed and advocated for him, but I always felt had never done enough. Pollard's case cl- hit close to home. In my advocacy, I always said that what happened to him was an injustice. He was arrested as a spy, but he was tried and sentenced as a Jew. Nobody had ever been arrested as a spy in the U.S. as an agent of a U.S. ally and received a sentence like that. Well, guess what? Maybe some of the people in our country know that they're really not an ally, you jerk. Anyway, Spies for enemy countries or adversaries who did more harm to the U.S. have received lighter sentences and were released earlier. 
Pollard's case screamed injustice. Other than our names being the same, there was an interesting connection I shared with him. In 1987, after he was sentenced, I began working at the Israeli consulate in Atlanta. It didn't help that in the midst of my security clearance, I went to the Soviet Union, then very much not an ally of the U.S. or Israel, to put it mildly. Immediately after I began work, I had a conversation with a senior Israeli diplomat. The topic was simple, and the message was clear. I was told almost word for word that my name was Jonathan and his name was Jonathan. If anyone ever approached me to do anything that was not completely legitimate, much less much less espionage, to report it to that person immediately, Israel didn't want another big spy mess or even the implications of that. I related this story to Jonathan Pollard. He'd never heard anything like that, but he wasn't surprised. I also told Jonathan I needed to apologize. Why, he asked. I told him I didn't do enough when he was in prison to get him out. Then he interrupted me. Did you pray for me, he asked. Yes, but Jonathan cut me off again. He re- his recently descent, dis- deceased and incredibly righteous wife, Esther, would tell people that anyone who prayed did all they could and needed to. She envisioned that there was a cup that filled up with each prayer figuratively being another drop. Each drop was needed to make a difference, blah, 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 blah. So this guy, he goes to meet Pollard. You know, he got to he got pardoned, and he gets to fly in Sheldon Adelson's jet back to Israel. Now he's living the high life, and of course, BB Netanyahu and a bunch of people met him at the airport. Um, this whole deal, but you know, it's just crazy. Um, and this guy says Jonathan Pollard is a Jewish hero and should always be celebrated as such. I understand why many American Jews are uncomfortable with him because his case allowed people to charge Jews with dual loyalty. Oh, yeah, that's the only, that's the only reason why uh, people say that Jews might have dual loyalty. However, anti-Semites don't need a Jonathan Pollard or any other excuse to come with come up with a libel against Israel. Yeah, no, no, no involvement in 9-11 and none of that stuff. You know, that's just all small, small change, you know. No big deal there. Uh, let's take Tom in Florida. Tom, what's on your mind, man? Hey, Robert. Uh, yeah, great show. Yeah, first of all, right Robert, uh, let's get back. Robert, yeah, great show. Uh, let's get to uh, what uh, this Pollard. You're, you're talking about this guy Pollard. You remember Casper Weinberger, the Jew, said that was working for Reagan at the time at Bush? He said, I want to take, give me a gun. I'll take this guy and try it out in front of the White House and shoot him myself personally. <laughs> that was a Jew saying that to another Jew. Did yeah. these Jews not understand that in their Jewish, uh, uh, their Jewish editorials and all that? What Casper Weinberger wanted to do to that guy? He said that was the biggest treason ever committed against the United States. Worse than yeah. the Rosenbergs, basically. This guy, yeah. Pollard, committed worse than Rosenberg, and it was a Jew who said it. Casper Weinberger. So, but yeah, I didn't call about that, Robert. I, I, here's yeah. what I want to talk about. But, but uh, I, I just want to bring out Casper Weinberger to you because I remember that was in the Miami Herald and all these uh, major news spots for Lauderdale Sun Sentinel and all that, what uh, Weinberger said about Pollard. And how, all the well, think about well, it. Think about it. His, his, the, the crap he did. Probably, when you really talk, think about how long they planned to do nine eleven. The crap that he did probably helped somehow, some way later on for them to run that op with all the traitors yeah. embedded within our government as well. But go ahead. Yeah, you're right, Robert. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Marco Rubio in a minute because I, I know it personally. I met the guy. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what's going on here in South Florida, Robert. Have you heard what's going on with the gas situation here? Have you heard? Uh-uh. Have you heard anything? No. Robert, right now as we speak, 
For 48 hours, Robert, there's lines of cars that go look like Jimmy Carter in 1978 when Carter was the president. And, I, and this fumbling Biden is 100 times worse than this idiot Carter right now because, they, they, Robert, can you imagine if we had a nuclear attack or some kind of a biological attack? There's people are pandemonium right here in South Florida. Everybody from Fort, all the way up to West Palm Beach where Trump's at, all the way down to Key West. These people are going nuts because the Port, of, uh, the Port Everglades uh, terminals closed down because they had flooding for three days. I never oh, heard yeah, of nothing that, like this. All those crazy rain, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had this crazy rain, but Rob, we never had. We, we've had hurricanes here, and we never had that terminal shut down. They shut this terminal down. There's lines. The, the, the cars are going out for miles right now. It looks like uh, something out of 1978 when the gas crash with Carter was president. Wow. It's wow. insanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Nobody. They're not probably picking up on the major news networks right now as we speak. There's lines of cars. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're stretching miles long. It's unbelievable. And they only have regular gas. And then is there run, all the stations are out of gas? Ninety percent of the gas stations in South Florida are out of gas. And the other ones are only have regular, and there's lines that go stretch for miles. But here's what I want to talk about. What, what's, the price down, what's the price down there? Right now it's uh, three uh, for regular, it's 354 354 okay, so for regular. At least they're not gouging. Yeah, they're not gouging yet, but, but you know, it's only been going on for like two days now. Because they, yeah, yeah, but yeah, this right, is right. insanity. But I was thinking to myself, can you imagine some kind of attack? If we were on talk about a nuclear war or uh, EMP or something, come on, man. These, these, these people would be eating each other like cannibals in a week. It'd be <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, it'd be cannibalistic. But here's what I want to talk about. You know, one caller is calling about Marco Rubio. I, I just got to say this about Marco Rubio. I met the guy, and he's anti, anti-communist. And he's, he's the first one to tell you, man, they're turning. They're, he, I met this guy years ago, and he told me they want to turn this. I remember met, met him, Robert. You ain't going to believe what he told me. He said they want to turn this country, and this is like 15 years ago when I met him the first time, and a few other times. 15 years ago, he told me, to my face, they want to turn the United States into a communist country like Cuba. They want to run this yeah. country like Cuba. They want, yeah. uh, you know, Cuba, if you look at the situation in Cuba, most of the military uh, in the, all the cities in Cuba, I've been there, Robert. I can tell you all about Cuba if you ever want to know. And uh, most of the uh, people who run Cuba, they're, they're Afro, they're, they're, they're dark. Their darkies are running uh, Cuba. I mean, they have the whites like Raul Castro is running, as, you know, but the, 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 the thugs are all basically black in the military. You understand? When you go into cities, they have all these guys in these olive uh, suits, and they're all, you know, in all, all the major cities in Cuba. I've been all over Cuba. I can tell you everything about the damn place. It's unbelievable. And they don't have a chicken eat over there. But, you know, in, in Robert, in Cuba, not one woman, or, or even Latin America, or Hispanic America, I'm going to call it, not Latin, because the Latin Romans, the Hispanic uh, countries of uh, Hispaniola peoples, they don't have cars. None of the women drive a car in Cuba, Robert. There's not one woman in that island who owns a car. They come over here, they all have to have cars. Where's the Green New Deal? Where's all this, uh, all this uh, AOC, Anacio, uh, Creek? Uh, and uh, Puerto Rico, half the women don't drive cars. But over here, they all have to have a car. So what, where's this Green New Deal crap? And that, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, that, that right now what's going on in Port Everglades with the fuel. And then what's going to happen when there's electric grid? What they hit, what is an EMP? And there's all electric cars are shut down after they put us all on electric cars. Yeah, this is all a yeah. scam by Zong. Zong is, yeah. Zong, Zong is ruthless. They're Kabbalists, yeah. lying, conniving, rats. And Robert, I will say this about Rubio. Rubio will tell you that Rubio, Rubio's biggest threat, he, saw, he told me years ago, and he, he keeps reiterating here in, in the papers, is China. He keeps saying that Chinese, they, they did buy a lot of Cuba. They're buying up Brazil. All the currencies are going, Brazil's going on to Chinese currency. Again, I mean, it, it's crazy what's going on. And, you know, we got you. weak leadership. We got a guy like Biden, uh, Robert, is 100 times weaker than Jimmy Carter. 
What is that going to well, register? Well, I don't even mind? look, but you got to realize Biden is not running anything. Biden is just there oh, yeah, to walk around. Bob, the people down in the basement are running it. You know, yeah. Susan Toros, Rice, Toros. Samantha Power, Obama, Valerie Jarrett. All that's the manager class that's running the Democratic Party right now from the back. You know, yeah. and they just put the old bumbling old fool out there to you make people think that this clown's making any decisions. Come on, man. This is the Robert, Marxist. Uh, uh, this is the neo-Marxists from the Obama yes, regime. Yes, this is their third yes. term. Yes, and Soros' son go, went been to the White House with Biden fifteen times. Yeah, now. Alexander he's got Soros. Over there. Yeah, he got a, basically his own little freaking office in the White House. It's unbelievable. Well, and and Hold you on. know George Soros said his dream was his last final dream was to destroy the United States of America. And that's what they're yeah. in the midst of. And so we got a, yep. we got a nest, we've got a nest full of traders uh, occupy yep. thousands and thousands of positions in DC, entire yep. academia, most of the media. Nepotism, and, look, and, the, and the most important is the freaking judicial branch. All the like, yeah. so many of those judges are traitors. And so once yes. once we've once we've reached critical mass on treason like this, unfortunately, there's only one way that out of this, and you know what yep. that is. It's the sword, Robert. It's the sword. Yeah, I know. Pen, I know. And it's, it's eventually gonna it's gonna sword. it's gonna happen. The sword's gonna fall on this land, and it's gonna be a bloodbath yep. once again. You um, got it. You got it, yeah. Robert. And, and right, I hate to brother. say, you know, Robert, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, God bless you, man. Great show. And uh, I just got to say this, Robert. Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. But like like Adam said, this country's like an only survive. It will only survive with the gun. Without the gun, yeah. we'll become uh, it, it just You know, with a gun, you're a citizen. Without a gun, you'll become a subject. And they're going to turn That's us all right. into subjects if we don't stand up right away, right now, as we speak. Start standing up. And we're not going to be all subjects. Right. We're going to be yeah. the people. We the people by the people for the people. Thank you, Robert. Have a great show. All Thank right. You, See you, buddy. Okay, we got Pat in Texas. Pat, what's happening, ma'am? Hi, uh, I I just wanted to uh, say that I thought that uh, we do need Israel as as our ally because uh, it's a way to refuel. And another thing is too, uh, everybody wants out here uh, on RBN. They want to give uh, the uh, Iranians and, and and the Muslims and. And all those people have cut your head off. They want to give them free run. I don't understand that. But uh, well, Jonathan listen, Paul. listen. Nobody, nobody's claiming that a large swath of the the there is a large swath of the Muslim world that is hostile to Western civilization. I'm not saying that they're not, but um, everything his, very historic, Every- historically, historically, though, um, unfortunately, uh, there there's been this insidious um, element within Judaism that is hostile to Western civilization, also. And well, uh, if you if, if you look through history, if you look through history, who who let the Muslims basically um, into Europe? Um, there was a lot of Jewish collaborators with the Islamic um, conquest into Europe, the Moors, and so forth. And so you 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 have to realize that the Sunnis, especially the Saudis or crypto Judaics and so forth, uh, the Emirates, and so they work together um, of Sunni Islam and and um, then the Jews. And so um, there's, well, let there's me this. Ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. 
uh, none of us like any of this trans crap, right? We don't right. like it because we can see it's ruining us. A communist, or, you know, you'd like to say, I say the devil, but uh, the communists would like us to be that crazy, you know. And and so, you know, what country, uh, what place ha- does the most trans surgery in the whole world? I would probably Tehran. say Thailand. Tehran. 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 No, and I don't reason- believe that. I don't okay. believe that. All right. Uh, I, be- I believe Thailand probably does. Um, well, but, you, you can know. believe what you want to. But the point is, look, Muslims, they don't like the women. That's why they cover them all up all over. They don't like women. They like men. And so what they what they do is they just say, well, if we just change them for the man from a woman, we can get by with two men. Well, there is a there is a swath of Islam, like especially in Afghanistan, they do do this bachabazi with the little boys and dress them up as girls. Mm-hmm. There is that element within um, Islam um, in some cultures. Um, but, but you know, uh, it's women to, are to, for to, children and men are for fun. That's their motto. Well, that's that is um, you could say that is a certain segment of the Islamic population. But if you look at Tel Aviv, I mean, they got the one of the biggest gay prides in the Middle East, and so uh, they're dealing I know. with that. coming against that right now. Well, we'll see. Um, you know, it's it's I mean, a big deal, but you have to realize, Pat. There's 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 a supremacist element in in Jewry that looks at the rest of us as cattle to be managed. If you dig into the Babylonian Talmud, their their holy well, book. I mean, we got, uh, all those kind of people over here too. I, yeah. I, I mean, and you if you look at the if you, if you look at the militant gay movement here in the United States and the and the, the trans stuff and who ran the entire COVID operation, it's it's very very strong Jewish management. Pornography, one hundred percent top to bottom, was Jewish all the way through the seventies and eighties. It's branched out now, but um, get into Al Goldstein from um, Screw Magazine. We do we Jews do pornography because we think Christ sucks. That's the quote from him. Okay, so you got, you got to realize uh, there's a lot going on. But I got to go. I got a couple callers left. Thanks for the call, Pat. Caesar in New York. You got one behind you. Go ahead. Hey, hey, good evening, uh, Robert. Great show. Listen, Robert. Uh, the Democratic Party is the franchise for the Chinese Communist Party, and I think that uh, I think DNC that is CCP. DNC is CCP. <laughs> Right. I think right. they've done a great job, and I think that, like you said, George Soros's dream is to destroy this country. And I think that, you know, we're not going to be able to withstand two more years of whoever's wearing the mask, the Biden mask. I don't think yeah. we can hold on. I, I, I don't see, Robert, this country uh, sustained. I got chewed up by a couple of guys because... They were commenting about the Dalai Lama sticking his tongue out and the child sucking his tongue. Suck my tongue. And I said said that that guy is nothing but a pedophile, and I have no respect for him. And I got chewed up and spit out. Well, think about this, Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. Think about this. The Buddhist monk system, you know, in Buddhism in, in 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 the Far East, they people donate their little sons and stuff to become monks. What do you think is going to happen when you got little boys that get donated in and you got a bunch of male 
guys that are already monks. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to you know get raped. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. But my thing to you is, Robert, and you know a lot more than I do because I'm the last from the least. The American people have been so dumbed down. And the chicken swingers had done such a good job at dumbing them down that we're at the point of no return now. I don't think that this republic or whatever's left of it could be saved because it's, I think it's just a done day. I don't know what you think. Your opinion is worth much more to me, but. No, it's not. I, I our, opinions, our opinions are worth the same, brother. I'm just behind a microphone, and you're, you're behind a phone right now, but our opinions are worth the same. I'm no special person. I'm just like you trying to figure this one out. But anyway, hey, look, I think it's going to, there, there's going to have to be a very deep trial, tribulation, whatever you call it, and if, if this country survives, I'll be surprised, but there are still a lot of, you know, you and I live in places that we see the darkness every day. There are places outside of these rat infested hellhole cities that, that we live in that guess what? Life is still uh, very different. And there's sheriffs in some of these small counties that are standing for their people. And uh, there's a whole lot of men behind them in these counties in Missouri and Tennessee and Kentucky and Oklahoma. Uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're all probably torched. But those people um, still standing on the, the rural way of life, the outside the city's way of life, don't count them out. Well, you hear listen, me? I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, man, you nobody. They're still going to, they're still going to church. Hey, they're still going to church. They're still hunting. They're still living off the land. They're still out running around on their four wheelers, uh, out there in the middle of nowhere doing their thing. So, uh, we gotta, we gotta hope and pray for the best for all them that, uh, you know, that, that they're going to, they're, they're going to, you know, uh, fight their way through this. Those of us in the cities, um, our prognosis is, is much more, uh, let's just say, uh, you know, pessimistic, but just to do the fact that there's so many people packed into these, these, uh, tighter areas. And there's so many more clowns running around in our midst, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. And the police are not with us. They're nothing but a bunch of glorified security officers that are supposed to be registered with the Secretary of State. And just they're just there for revenue generation. They just work for a foreign corporation. And they look at us like, you know, we're, we're nothing. So You watch any of that footage how... from Chicago? Hey, you watch any of that footage from Chicago last night? No, I didn't. What was the oh. footage? Well, all these kids running amok, just smashing everything outside of Millennium Park. Just, just, just dig, do some digging from Chicago in the last twenty-four hours. These, all these kids running amok, and uh, you'll trip out. I, I got one more call, Caesar. I'll, I'll talk to you later, Daniel in British all right, Columbia. Thank you. All right, God bless you. God bless you, too, you. brother. You too, Daniel in British Columbia. You'll be the last caller. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Robert. Uh, yeah, ten-year anniversary of uh, Boston bombing, and I heard on one of your broadcasts. Um, a few months back, you mentioned uh, Juliet KM, and uh, both of us, you and I, have both come up with that same conclusion, that she ran this thing. Um, she's a, a mega event planner uh, for the state of uh, Massachusetts, 
She handled the H1N1 pandemic. She's a Council on Foreign Relations member, a member of the Trilateral Commission. Her husband's a Jew named David Barron. He's a judge that was on CNN explaining to Americans while it was necessary, <clears throat> why it was necessary for SWAT teams to um, go door to door searching mm. people's homes for the Zarnet brothers. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's, I mean, uh, I emailed Paul Craig Roberts. He thinks it's her, too. He thinks I should uh, maybe do a little more digging or put the word out, maybe um, someone listening to this. Uh, Dr. Kevin Tab, an Israeli IDF doctor, ran the triage center full of Israeli IDF members that day. So anyone that came in there with a uh, Boston bombing uh, injury, uh, a.k.a. basically a uh, uh, someone with a, uh, an amputee actor pretending that they uh, just got their legs blown off. Oh, the guy uh, in that chair. Oh, God. That was yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, no blood coming from behind the the wheelchair. Not a yeah. single uh, yeah. finger jump. Yeah, that was uh, Jeff Bauman. <laughs> Those were back in the days of uh, YouTube. Uh, it was wild, the Wild West. They, the Jews had to buy YouTube and they had to throttle this whole thing. That's why they're they're going oh, after yeah. TikTok. I mean, remember, remember, remember all the people that would immediately decode these false flags within like hours to where you'd have num numerous channels just playing the fake footage and then they would play all the uh the news reports with all the goofballs that were getting interviewed i mean it was so awesome you had so many channels that were like zeroed in on um as soon as an event happened they would just record all the local news and all that's on all the footage and then they would just start digging through it and then dissecting it and be like, look at this clownish stuff here. Look at this here. I mean, it was just so awesome. Um, you're getting some of that to come back to rumble a little bit and bit shoot and, and odyssey, but not like they, we had that little window in time where YouTubers were just like, boom, boom, boom. And they could dis dissect one of these shootings or bombings or whatever. And just, and just nail it. It was awesome. Citizen journalism. Yeah, it was great. All right, Daniel, take care, man. We'll see you guys next week. Homicide, sweet suicide, natural causes, day or night. Duty calls, I'm rolling on, and it's no place you want to go. You see, I'm not like all the rest. Some may question my line of work, but I've got a family. There's some work all over this town You need the stomach full There's some folks who came my way With skills I'm knowing for Einstein once said, Future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? 
Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.